Hey, it's Pretty Little Grown Man. Hey, Dom Sinicola here. This is David Greenwald coming to you live from the Pretty Little Liar's house. From Friday, Friday, Friday. From my dog's room. Yes. On Wednesday night. We just watched the season finale, season six finale yeah. of the show known as Pretty Little Liars. Uh, it was called Hush, Hush, uh, you guys. Sweet sweet Liars. Sweet Liars. <laughs> hey, guys, quiet down. So we, I, I, need, I think we had big expectations for this episode. I think we did not know. I mean, I think we kind of figured this is going to be some kind of cliffhanger because mm-hmm. they're not going to wrap up this whole story in a half season. They still have to deal with season seven. Oh, God, no. Uh, and we did get a big revelation and a cliffhanger and probably more questions than answers, uh, I think. Uh, and also a lot of romantic drama, which I, we were extremely unhappy with. Yeah, I'd say there was more disappointments here than there were uh, lovely revelations. <laughs> not, that, not that a revelation on the show would ever be called lovely per se, but uh, I was just flummoxed by this episode repeated times uh-huh. and not in a good way. I was... Uh, disastrously flummoxed i was i'm flummoxed right now because i i really i really didn't like this episode dave Uh (laughs) uh-huh i didn't i you know i thought it was okay i thought there were good parts and bad parts um the pacing was a little funny to me um and like just the tone of the episode was weird in some ways you had everything leading up to this um election night right and yet and we that's sort of paralleled with this construction of this trap uh, for New A that that Caleb is basically in charge of, mm-hmm. um, and those things were sort of supposed to be in parallel, and yet I didn't really feel like there was any connection there. I didn't feel like it was edited in such a way that you felt this sort of rising tension as both things came to a to a head. Well, like uh, you, you, we didn't even have with the election, uh, you know, spoiler. Uh, Mrs. Veronica Hastings wins, Mm -hmm. but there's no like looking at the polls. There's no like returns coming in. That was like, there's no tension with that at all. It's just like, oh yeah, this happened. All right, let's move along. Right. There's no tension there. And then there's no tension with the whole uh, trap set for Emoji because... Which we have to give Caleb credit for coming up with the name Emoji. You know what? Fuck Caleb. (laughs) Fuck Caleb in this episode. Yeah, he's bad in this episode. Uh, Fuck fuck most people in this episode. And the reason why there was no tension was because it was constantly being stopped by these bullshit shipper pandering fucking terrible moments. Yes, that's true. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So we get the uh, Ezra and Arya turn in the book. Uh, Aria before that has a chat with Emily about how she was getting back into her feelings for, for Ezra in order to write the right perspective. Um, Emily reads like five pages and is like, this is a fantastic book, Aria. I don't know what you're talking about. She loves it. Um, yeah. So this, so this whole scene, uh, where, so Aria goes over cause Aria is just apparently just can go. Uh, over to Ezra's house constantly, all the time. Well, they're they're writing a book together. Yeah. Uh, And they're already pretty much acting like they're dating. Um, Ezra gets off the phone with uh, their their publisher, Arya's boss, and is basically like, we're doing this. We're going to do this. 
uh, it's working. Where our book's gonna be, it's gonna come out on Christmas, and uh, they're gonna, they already are, at, they're optioning the TV rights, and they want a prequel. Like, what the fuck is the prequel gonna right. entail? Right. And then Arya's like, we should probably have sex. That's great news. Well, she does. Yeah, she just kisses him. She just kisses him, <laughs> and then they immediately have sex. Yeah, and um, this is not. I mean, granted, this could be a few days, but no, no, it couldn't because all of this, all of this episode happened over the course of maybe a day and a half. Right. Like, like Ezra just had an incredible uh, emotional moment in finally admitting that Nicole is dead. He didn't say I'm I I finally I'm over Nicole. He's like I'm finally understanding that uh that she's gone. I'm never going to see her. Yeah, again. I actually I So we that should was... probably fuck Arya. Well, well, that's the <laughs> thing. I thought that scene, the first scene where he's getting really emotional and and confronting this loss and and letting her go, I thought that was a really good scene. I thought it was a a nice dynamic between him and Arya mm-hmm. in that moment. And then of course, those strong emotions I mean, that's that's the thing about this sexual encounter is that you have all these strong emotions coming up and the the smart thing to do would have been to be like, you know, we're having a lot of feelings right now. We should take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> simmer this down. And of course, that's not what happens. Of course um, it doesn't. But I don't think this means that they get back together necessarily. I mean, it does mean that because it's pretty little liars. But I think in a more realistic context i think you have like a lot of strong feelings going on and it manifests in them connecting in this way which obviously we disagree with because their whole relationship is founded on statutory rape (laughs) yes which is bad so that was that was terrible enough uh then to compound that we have um we see a flashback so of course this is all happening basically while the plan is being set in motion right and it's like can you can everyone just like chill with your your sexual needs right now yeah. like you're trying to capture your torturer and everyone's just like oh no i gotta deal with gotta let it all, all the romantic tension before before this happens yeah and hannah does the most obvious thing imaginable which is uh basically tell caleb that she still loves him because of course she does because that was telegraphed from a mile away uh, as soon as um, Jordan was basically gone back to New York. Uh, and Caleb's response, even though he just had a nice moment with uh, with Spencer, probably like, I don't know, three hours before. Right, like literally that morning. Was basically, like, I think that I'm going to kiss you because that's a great idea. Well, that, that shot was crazy because, so we flash back to their breakup scene which is when Hannah is going to go to some work event again. And Cable's like, ah, we need to go to Europe, which we've been planning on. I'm so sick of this. And he pieces mm. out. And then Hannah's like, there's something you don't know. I came back. I got out of the taxi and came back and you were gone. And if I hadn't, you know, things would have been different. Da, da, da. He literally, he packed up pretty quickly. Right. It's like, w- would things have really been different or was you, or were you like recognizing a harmful trend in your relationship that wasn't getting any better? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it, that, I mean, it but, was, but of course, like, but for some reason, Caleb, some, somehow, I don't know. Caleb just, well, it's a drawn out. It's a really drawn out scene. This is what I was, I was going to say, because he like is rubbing her face and they're just like looking at each other and he's like, there's like a good 15 seconds where he's like, Oh, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Uh, Okay. Okay. And I thought because it took so long, 
I thought he was going to be like touching her face and then be like, I, I can't do this. We can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they do and they're kissing and then he backs off because someone else is like going to walk into the room or whatever. Not because he's like, this is wrong. Spen- and Spencer just told him, I love you earlier in this episode. Yeah. BT doves. Which she says, I love you. She, this is this is probably like the least uh, conflicting way that you tell someone that you love them. And also expecting them not to say it back because she goes, I love you. And then he's like, huh. he's got like this. He has this grin on his face, which is, oh, that's nice. But I'm not going to say it back to you. And she's like, no, just get out of here. Don't worry. I'll call you later. I thought I thought he had like a like excited and surprised grin on his face. Not a like, oh, God, kind of. Face. Well, but that's the thing is if, but if, he d- but he doesn't say it back. He doesn't say it back. If if he, I think if he felt that way, he would have said it back. Right, because it leaves. Well, because that leaves the door. I think the point of that is to leave the door open to uh, the Hannah kiss, not feeling grotesque. Because mm-hmm. if he says "I love you" to Spencer and then he kisses Hannah, then he's a bad person. As opposed, is, being, uh, as opposed to being, as opposed to being, you know, in like teen logic, as opposed to being like the moderately bad person he is for kissing her. This is why this show, this is why this episode uh, really enrages me is because two things. Um, and I, I feel like I'm qualified, not qualified. I'm qualified because I've seen all Pretty Little Liars and talked it to death. Uh, we have 50, almost 60 episodes of us talking about Pretty Little Liars. But I... I've liked enough of this half season that I feel like I can say this, which is I'm I thought this episode was fucking terrible. And the reason I think it was terrible is because the show was moving in a direction where it was actually developing its characters mm-hmm. without the crutch of its relationships, mm-hmm. which served as so, so much uh, sort of like the, the foundation of characters in the show for so far. And you have now these four characters who have to be developed apart from their sort of like crutch counterpoints. They no longer have that relationship foil to, to like bounce uh, uh, character development points off of each other. Right. Um, And this is this, this show, this episode is basically now saying like, we can't do it because we're basically reverting. Yeah. Um, And, 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 or, or we have to introduce drama, or we have to pander to the fans. Yeah, now yeah, we can't exactly. just allow these new relationships to exist. Right now, it's 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 both manufacturing drama based on on just relationships in general, and it's pandering to the fans. Which, for fuck's sake, do they have to like give the fans everything that they want? Fuck no, they don't. Like, I I really honestly think that this show would be so much better if it didn't constantly give fans what they wanted. I agree. I agree. And I just don't understand it. Like what, why is, why does, why does being a fan of the show require the, uh, like the least stressful path possible? Right. You know? Well, and, and also, you know, we've done this whole half season. We've done these like 10 episodes of spay love and of all, you know, all these new relationships and I think we could see that Hannah was conflicted, but nobody and and maybe um maybe there's some other some minor conflicts or some minor doubt, you know, with Toby as well. Yeah. But Toby and Spencer don't get back together in this episode. They have a nice couple of moments, but it doesn't become anything more than That's friendship than friendship. Also because Spencer even, is even like though, so into Caleb still. Right, totally. Even though, of course, Yvonne takes this as a moment to be like, You're choosing her over me you don't make me be the girl who says you're choosing her over me or whatever yeah. even though it's like literally 
Toby has had no interactions with Spencer and this is, it just feels like it's coming out of nowhere for her to also add a level of like drama to it. The only thing that could be construed as, as flirting or emotional cheating is when Toby like grabs Spencer's hand as she's handing him a cup of tea or coffee or something Uh when they're going over the, the maps, the the blueprints to oh, I didn't even notice old the new Radley. I didn't notice. Oh yeah, he and like and, and it's awkward. It's awkward. They they both acknowledge silently that it's awkward. Um, but no nowhere else does does it seem like Toby is doing anything besides just honoring a friendship with someone who he cares about as a friend and once cared about as as a as a, a lover. But right, you know. I think, but I also think that the way the show is headed is Spencer Toby drama is going to is going to come, uh, like, and and I think that I honestly think that what everyone wants besides us and other reasonable people yeah. is all of the people to get back together. Yeah, of course, and it to be like that fucking terrible. <laughs> the, the, sorry, it for it to be like that Christmas episode again and have. All of the love love interests come down the stairs wearing underwear yeah, and total. Santa caps, yeah, and just be like a big old happy family again. But that can't happen because Allison's husband is a duplicitous motherfucker. Okay, so you you were right about this. You called this that Doctor Husband was going to be evil, mm-hmm. and that them getting married seemed too quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Seemed seemed like it was going to be a bad situation. I assumed it was for him to not have to take the stand in a court yeah. situation, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it was way darker. So, yeah, let's get into the the revelation and the tw- plot twist. Yeah, and everything. it was just kind of a, the revel- the last three minutes of this episode were kind of a big wet fart. I just well, well, well first of all, Toby is looking at the Radley plans and he's like, Oh, this is a secret room right here. <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously Sarah Harvey didn't figure that shit out, but yeah, it, it's there. It's right there. <laughs> nobody else, nobody else knew this, but me, yeah. I'm not sure why. I'm, just, I'm not sure why. The only thing that's in this room we discover after some, uh, some power tool usage, uh, has one thing in it and it is some old files about Charlotte, not, being the De Laurentiis's baby. Yes. So Charlotte, born Charles, was the son of uh, Mary Drake, mm-hmm. who was born in Radley. Yes. And stolen, these documents say, by the De Laurentiis. Did it say stolen? I mean, I yeah, don't... it doesn't say adopted. Oh, okay. They say stolen, which oh. seems... Like not the right medical term. I don't know. Well, I would imagine if you're if you're committed to a mental institution, you can't t- take care of a baby, so they're going to take the baby from you. Right. You know. So, um, yes, and so that means that, and then we discover that Mary Drake is Mrs. De Laurentiis's twin. Yes. So that's the big twin reveal, uh, and that this whole plan. On behalf of Dr. Husband is to, because Dr. Husband was actually in love with Charlotte. Yes. And it's all part of the plan to uh, basically have Allison sign over her rights to uh, her ownership of the Karasimi group. Right. And so basically 
Mary Drake, Dr. Husband, whatever his fucking name is. Elliot. I guess it's Elliot. Yes. I mean, but is that still his name? Yes. Who has an English accent now for some fucking stupid reason. Yes, maybe he's in cahoots with Ren. <laughs> uh, that is their plan to drive Allison crazy so that she will commit, she would commit herself. And as we were talking about before the podcast, that's a pretty elaborate plan with a lot of risk involved. Because do you honestly think that you would be able to so successfully drive someone crazy that they would commit themselves literally an hour or two before her husband would come? Her doctor, psych, psychologist husband, who who works in this field, comes back and can you can talk it through with that person right right like he's on a but, plane and she's committing herself well he says well, he's suppo- on a, supposedly yeah he says he's on a plane right. but well maybe that wasn't yeah that seemed like a pretty just one of these situations where i think there's been a few situations this season where something worked out um well now okay allison falling down the stairs was that intentional did he trip her somehow probably i mean uh-huh. probably right i mean but there have been these moments on the show where it's like this looked like an accident that A took advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with this situation, too, it's like such a huge leap to expect that this was their pl- master plan, that they were going to scare Allison enough for her to, like, run to an institution. Like, really? Well, this is the weird thing. It's like, I don't understand. A, I don't know the, the term, a, a mental health facility. I don't understand why part of the plan couldn't be he leaves uh, to go to this this conference which gives him an alibi to pretend to be dead wilden to be to be to like to dress up uh, in mission impossible masks uh at, for ghost wilden and then why he wouldn't just drive allison crazy so crazy that she wants to commit herself but come back and, and be like maybe it is right that you should go into the, like let's let's commit you because yeah you know because you obviously need help and you're not going to get it here at home. Like there's no, this is like one of the, I, I don't remember why we, we talked about this before, but we specifically talked about this thing that the show does, which is it, it writes itself into corners. It doesn't have to write itself into mm-hmm. like, it would make a lot of sense, a lot more realistic sense to just have him come back and have him commit her or have her. Yeah. Have her, like yeah, have, 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 have him say like, you need, I think you need real care. I think you're going through something, and we need to take you down to da, 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 da. like it, it makes, as opposed to letting her do it herself, which is kind of wild. Right in the long run, this doesn't matter, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for her to just be like, uh, I need to commit myself now, an hour or two before Elliot gets back. Yeah, uh, and then Emily just be like, Well, I guess that's that's what you want, so we better do that. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like Elliot or Emily should have been like, No. He's going to be back in a few hours. Let's just fucking chill out for a second. Yeah. Like maybe we'll just sit in the car by ourselves for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think she makes, I think she makes an attempt, but yeah, it's, it, it is this extreme. I mean, to be fair. So Allie's in her house. She sees her dead mother for the second time. Cause she saw her in the hospital yeah. uh, without all the like mud and face paint and mm. looking like a zombie. Uh, and then she sees Wilden and then she sees both. Excuse me. Then she sees both of them in mm. the same room and, of course, they're very adept at, like, immediately leaping behind the couch or whatever and getting out of the room. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I do want to give the show credit for 
having some slasher movie moments in this mm-hmm. episode, especially the first time you see Mrs. De Laurentiis right. and Allison drops the music box. That's a scary moment. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's like the tone of the show is all over the place because you have this like these super these big romantic moments with like the swelling pop rock music. And then you go back to this, like, Ooh, now we're haunted again. What if there's a ghost, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, there's the tone is all over the place and that makes it, it really just destroys any sense of suspense. And especially building toward the big a thing. You're just like, is this going to happen? Oh, I mean, all right. I guess it seems like it's going to happen now because the show's going to be over in five minutes. I don't know. This is, it's, it's, this episode just felt like sort of like a like a general hospital kind of like soap opera drama. Yes. Yes. Soap opera plots. Like yeah. Caleb's gonna be an astronaut next fucking season or something. Right. I just you know, and like the whole like the oh there was a hole underneath the bed. Um and Yeah, so this is this is well this is okay, this is the comeuppance that I wanted for Caleb. Which is which is that he thinks he's on top of everything. He thinks he's like the digital spy master and he figures out how to make an electric fence and all this stuff. And what he didn't anticipate in this abandoned building is that there's a hole in the floor that Hannah got pulled through. It was really funny when some when I don't it was like Ezra or Ario was like uh it's okay, like no one would have thought of that and he's like I would Yeah, yeah. Of course. But okay, so my favorite part of the episode um, was when everyone bursts into this abandoned cabin motel thing, mm. and Caleb, who has just kissed Hannah, who has now disappeared, <laughs> like looks up and sees Spencer, and he is just freaking out. His brain is short circuiting, <laughs> and he is just like he's having a lot of emotions. And I really enjoyed seeing him put in that predicament. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took some joy from that. Uh, I do think, okay, where was Sarah Harvey? Mm-hmm. And does this mean Mary Drake and Dr. Husband, did they kill Charlotte? Or do they blame Hannah for Charlotte's death? Because they don't actually know. Well, that's the, that's the weird thing is like, so at the end of the episode, uh, Mary Drake says, you're the only man my daughter ever loved. Uh-huh. Which, so Charlotte fell in love with Elliot while she was being treated by Elliot. Yes. And then did, together they decide to fool Allie? Like, that part doesn't make any sense. Right. That's a good point. Okay, so we have this plan that was somehow hatched for Elliot to get Allison out of, get uh, get Charlotte out of her care, out of her prison sentence, um, and then, but fall in love with Allison and marry her for her stake in the Kurosimi group for some reason, even though there's a whole discussion between the two of them about how uh, Jason has taken over the Kurosimi group and is doing all this charity work or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean... So why would that plan have been in place before Charlotte was freed? So, So I can understand why technically Charlotte would be so angry about Allison and Elliot dating because she loves Elliot, but they were fake dating the whole time. Right. Unless he was, I mean, it seems like that's what was happening at some point during Charlotte's treatment while she was still alive. Yes. Elliot was faking his accent 
Faking an American accent? Well, the entire time, yes. For some reason. Do you think he was doing that the whole time that he was treating Charlotte? Because it, because Mary Jake makes it seem like maybe he was... he was, But Mary Jake makes it seem like, I trust you to do this, and you deserve this money because you're the only person that Charlotte ever loved. Right. And this is for her. Right. Like she's Which dead. makes it seem like they didn't kill Charlotte. I do think Mary Drake killed Mrs. De Laurentiis yeah. because she's like this vengeful psychopath who feels like her sister stole her life or something like that. Yeah. Man, the De Laurentiis family is just full of skeletons. Dark, dark business. That closet. There's more skeletons in that closet than there are members of the family. So, okay, here's a big question. Alive. Here's a big question. Did did Charlotte take the name Cece Drake uh, because she knew who her real mother was or because that was Mrs. D's maiden name? Well, I would imagine that she did know that her mom's name was Mary Drake because wasn't it said that the secret room existed, that basically this is like Charlotte's, this, this secret, Charlotte's room. secret room. Yeah. and But so, it could have been Mary's secret room where she buried this document. Maybe. I just like I I think the whole Drake thing like she she knew she must have okay known. she must have discovered it at, while she was at Radley okay um because yeah because she went to Radley and then she left Radley and that's when she took the name Cece Drake yeah okay yeah so she knew okay I'm gonna say I think it's ambiguous I think it could go either way but I will accept your judgment okay I think that she kn- she. Kn- yeah, there's just not a lot that really adds up because well, I mean, yeah, I think that she it... knew that that someone named Mary Drake was her mom. She had no idea that that Mary Drake was a tw- was her her foster mom's uh, twin sister. Right. I don't think she knew that. Right. Um. Where does yeah. so does that mean that does that mean that Mrs. De Laurentiis's Maiden name is Drake. Well, it would have to be right, unless unless uh, Mary got married to a Drake. Yeah, yeah. So if so, this is the thing: is if her maiden name is Drake, yes, then I would assume that Allison and Jason and everybody in the family knew would know that her mom that their mom's maiden name is Drake. Yes. And, and therefore, maybe, if someone showed there... up named C.C. Drake, they'd be like, oh, that's weird. You have the same like last name as, as, as my mom. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's the other thing that I, we were talking about before the podcast is that, okay, so C.C. Charlotte has chosen this particular name and somehow no one in the family, it doesn't seem to set off a red flag in any of the flashbacks mm-hmm. of like, why did you choose this family name? Or, Especially with with Allie being like, oh Drake, that's funny. I, but we're not related. I'm not gonna not make that connection. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very confusing to me now that they've done this because. Okay, so I think Mona killed Charlotte. I'm gonna say that. Okay. Because Mona has w- made the call, admitted to making the call. Uh, we know she's lied about killing people before. Mm-hmm. Um, had the motive. And was this whole episode was tailing everybody to clearly on the same path of trying to solve this mystery and do it before Sarah Harvey could do it. And if Mary and Elliot didn't kill Charlotte, which seems unlikely, and I don't think Sarah Harvey did, um, because it seems like Sarah Harvey was trying to find out something about Charlotte or work with her even. Yeah. I think it's Mona. 
Okay. <clears throat> well, here's here's another thing is unless unless Sarah Harvey killed her and has been the person trying to who killed Charlotte and was trying to get to her money or something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she really was tortured or made some promise by Charlotte and felt like she was betrayed and this whole time she's been trying to get back in and get the money. Um what this whole plot line leads is Melissa and NAT folks and why all those people are dead. Yeah, that's true. And I think that will always be the case. Yeah. So one small thing that we kind of didn't talk about uh, that I think needs to fit somehow is as Caleb and Ezra and Arya and whoever else shows up are reviewing the surveillance videos yes from their really ingenious trap that they set which like did not knock out uh mary mary drake as it was supposed to she just kind of zipped right in yeah so some so mary drake was in the videos but then she somehow was able to get back to or, or someone house. or someone got in there was she had a uh, help from elliot who came in through the tunnel and got hannah and then they went, and then they just like turned around and went home. But no, no, or because, no, because he was still dressed as Wilden. That's true. So that's so either either she was in the woods and was facilitating the capture of somebody else, or the capture of of Hannah by somebody else, because someone else is dragging Hannah at the end. Right. Well, that's that's the last shot. Is they're bad? Someone's in the church dragging Hannah. Yeah. You know, I bet you it's Sarah Harvey because uh-huh. I, I I would imagine that if that Mary Drake and Doctor Husband would both know that Sarah Harvey was uh, allied with Charlotte, and so yes. could probably expect her help. Yes, you know, right. So yeah, so Sarah Harvey didn't kill Charlotte because I, I think that Sarah Harvey is in cahoots with Mary Drake and Doctor Husband. Right. So I think the Mona killing Charlotte makes a lot of sense. Right. It's either Mona or it's it's someone we haven't even thought about. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, I mean, again, the liars are the secondary characters in this weird drama with Allie and her crazy family, mm-hmm. you know, which really has nothing to do with the liars. So does that, so that must mean that. Except now somebody thinks that Hannah. Well, okay. So the text at the end says A.D. What was Allie's mom's name? Was it another A, De Laurentiis? So Mary Drake is now posing as Mama De Laurentiis. Yeah. So that's 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 the text. Or it could be, the initials could be, um, who else is it? There's somebody else who's A.D. who I'm not thinking of. Um, I don't know. No. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody else. Okay. Well, yeah, it could be something. AD, it know. could be something Drake, or it could be something De Laurentiis. I was, I was thinking, yeah, Drake or De Laurentiis. Um, yeah, it's just it doesn't really add up. I don't know, unless they have like a, unless Allison's mom has two <laughs> twins. <laughs> right, she's a triplet. Right. That that would that would make sense. That'd make a lot more sense. Um, but <clears throat> overall. I just didn't feel like the reveal was... I mean, at least with the reveal that CC is Charlotte. Uh-huh. You know... Oh, her mom is Jessica De Laurentiis. Right, okay. 
So AD has to be somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm having trouble caring. It's like one of those clues where it's just like, I don't care. I don't know. Whatever that is. Like, that's going to be something. Um, I just feel like the, the reveal in the, the, the 6A finale felt... There's a lot of problems, but it felt like something. Uh huh. It's like this is like this is like this. There, nothing's gonna be the same after this, and nothing was obviously. Um, this reveal just felt like I don't know. It it, it felt like um, it maybe it was, I think it was probably coupled with the feeling of watching all of these uh, ships sort of get back together mm-hmm. was I was just like I, fe- I felt like we've been here before kind of right you know right and i know it's hard for a show especially a show that has had six full seasons to continue to be starkly unique and original mm-hmm. and i don't expect that but even uh, i don't know even on a show like lost for example or or the x-files in in most cases, I don't feel at the end of like a, when they're finally like, oh, and here's a big reveal that I'm like, I just like, OK, because I like who cares? Who right. cares about these two people? Right. You know, I don't care about I, I, I mean, listen to the podcast. We didn't give a two shits about Dr. Husband before. And it was obvious that he was evil because him and Allison had no fucking chemistry whatsoever. Right. And it's like when Mrs. De Laurentiis died, it's like, who who cares? I don't know. I don't care about the De Laurentiis family. Yeah. Well, that was interesting, but then it's just like left hanging and nobody was saying this season, you know, man, it is crazy how we never figured out who killed Jessica De Laurentiis. That would have been a good thing to figure out over the last five years. Or or if Allie was like, uh, you know what really helped me uh, find some closure is if I figured out who killed my mom. Right. You know, not or or it's just like, Ellie, you have to just accept that your mom is dead. It's like, how about there because there was no investigation uh, <laughs> yeah, into my like, mom's death. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm having such a hard time with it. Yeah, maybe that's why the uh, Rosewood Police Department is so ineffectual. Yeah. Well. Okay. So. Although you know, uh, the one good thing that this episode had is the completely and utterly fabricated emoji of pig with police hat on. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a good one. I don't feel like I don't feel like Apple could legitimately put that emoji into their sort of uh into their choices or their cadre no, emojis. No, they would get in trouble. Yeah, they're getting a ton of trouble. Yeah. You know, like the the, the uh conservatives would come after them like they killed jesus christ yeah it would be bad and everyone's using iphones too like it's pretty clearly mm-hmm. pretty clearly yeah. iphones uh, i don't yeah i i don't I'm, I'm sorry if anyone we know who have ever talked to or who have ever praised had anything to do with this episode as far as writing or directing but i was I just did not like this episode whatsoever. Yeah, I I was very deflated by it. I thought the twist was there's you know it's interesting enough, but again, like Doctor Husband has not been a, a charismatic or interesting character. No, 
Uh, and now that he has the accent, that makes him somehow less interesting. Cause it's like, oh, you're faking an accent this whole time too. All right, well, whatever. <laughs> what the hell, man? Quikey. That Crikey, it was hot underneath that mask. Yeah. I well, and of course, I mean, I do appreciate that the show, you know, has continued the themes of masks and the themes of, you know, the music box. This these ideas of like childhood nostalgia and these like this lie these lies that people had um during their childhood i mean you could probably knowing that there's a sister character maybe you could go back and watch some of the show and pick up details about why jessica de Laurentiis was such a bad mother yeah um i mean the whole thing yeah i don't know there's just all these all these little details and relationship things that we don't know which would make some of these things feel heavier and it's not the show's job to give us like this intricate, like biblical family tree or whatever. Um, but you know, it just makes it sort of when you gloss over so much, it just is hard to connect to it. You know, like having too much plot would be having too much exposition would actually make the show better at this point. Yeah. You know, I I had a weird thought, um, that probably affects nothing, but that kind of, um, really stuck out to me and that was when Arya discovered via Ezra that you know she's going to be this famous novelist now there was no or even when she discovered that she was writing a book for her publisher like writing a book that she had a book deal with a successful author who was also her high school teacher, who she was also sleeping with when, right. she, was, when she was underage. Right. Um, that she didn't go, like there wasn't any scene with her parents where she's like, so uh, I'm not only am I writing a book with Ezra, but we also have this like great book deal. And right. We're, and we're getting close to finishing it. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you're, you're getting married yeah. and let's have, let's have all this celebratory stuff happening together. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Or like, or like, uh, um, you know, Mike comes home because he's like, Arya, I'm so excited for you and your big book deal. Yeah. Like, you're only 23 years old and yet you have this, like, lavish book deal yeah. that you kind of stumbled bass backwards into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a funny situation. I that, agree. That book sounds... I want to I know what they named that book. Well, I hope, you know, I hope, like, cause, like, Lost had the book that came out in real life that was, like, this book they found on the show and it was supposed to be, like, this sort of weird connection to the plot uh maybe maybe pll should put out this book that ezra and Arya wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah what would that book be called so it's about it's about these two lovers uh and i guess i guess it's a book about what happened to nicole yes love torn apart yeah r.i.p love i mean it feels a lot like it's a steamy romance novel and that's what in the show is like not telling us that <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Not. I mean, I wonder if it's about it's about Saint Denise's dragging off one of the characters into the jungle. Sure. So, well, Saint Denise's struggle. <laughs> well, my, my struggle uh, thank you, Denise's. thank you for. Maybe we'll have other topics to come up here, but uh, <laughs> I, I would like to hear what everybody thinks about this episode. Um, what you thought about this season? I definitely feel like the first half was like really sharp some of the best episodes of the show and then it just 
got itself into a real mess and did not seem first, to the, like the first five episodes of this half of the half season of the half season. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we, everything felt like it was really coming together, the pacing, the maturity, the energy of it, uh, and then these last three or four episodes, it's just kind of been, you know, uh, slowing down and becoming more and more soap opera y and uh this is a giant soap opera twist although the secret evil mom character is sort of like a horror trope mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know we'll see i don't know about next season i feel like the show has gotten itself into a real mess at this point i mean first of all there was a huge flub of not dealing with Charlotte at all the season and next season it's still open for flashbacks or whatever, but you know, five more minutes with the most interesting character on the show does not really fix that problem. And I think now the show has gotten itself into such a mess where, you know, I'm going to keep watching it and we'll keep talking about it. I'm sure. But I, I do not see the show swerving into, into interesting territory from here. I feel like this is, it's it's probably going to get worse from this huge reveal. I feel like, you know, this is... I, I mean, I just don't think there's that much left to talk about with this episode, uh, but I would like to do maybe what we did at the half-season mark, which is, you know, we have our episode, and then we come back and we talk about the season as a whole, or the half-season as a whole with someone like Mark, mm-hmm. or, 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 I don't know, whoever we've had in the past, like Claire maybe, but I kind of feel like I, I feel like Mark would probably feel like I'm sure that Mark will really Mark, if you're out there, prove me wrong, but uh, probably did not like this right at all. Right. And I don't know. I wonder if Claire liked it. Um, Claire, if you're out there, let us know on Twitter. Uh, but uh, so I just don't know if there's like that much more to talk about. I feel like we kind of summarized how we feel about the whole half season. Which yeah. Is that it started out. Re- it, it disappointed us in the way that it was going to go, but it sort of uh, proved us wrong by just having some really strong episodes. And then it just, I, I want to, I wonder if we can find that exact moment when it just hit a wall and was both lagging, like the pacing sucked. The ideas were started feeling stupid. Right. I don't know. <laughs> well, I've been really, mean to some of these episodes but i feel like i was let down i was disappointed so much yeah i just i feel really disappointed yeah and let down as a fan and i'm sure that i'm in the minority because apparently everyone just loves this shit so well everyone hates (laughs) everyone hated spalub which i think is like the most the, the most chemistry driven relationship that they've actually had on the show. Yeah. And I, I will admit that there's chemistry between Arya and Ezra in this episode, even though it's like vile criminal chemistry. Uh, but it's, it's there. I see what people like about it. Oh, my Dave, don't. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, speaking of disappointment, um, I was hoping to have a jingle from Phil Nelson. Oh yeah. For our fake sponsor segment. Uh, but I doubt that's going to happen. So that might not happen until next episode. Um, but until then, it's time for fake sponsors. Uh, I am the, I am drinking the same thing I've been drinking the past couple episodes, which is the Two Hearted Ale, and I'm drinking that because I need to have it as much as possible before it all goes away, and I can't. Yeah, before Michigan stops shipping us delicious beers. Yeah, I went to Belmont Station today, and I got I feel like the last of. It because there's, I mean, there's a few like 
there's a few pallets left of the cans. Yeah. Uh, not like not like, you know, like square pallets, like four, four four packs per pallet. Okay. Thing, and there's probably like five of those left. All right, so they'll be gone in the next couple of days. By the time you come back over. Yeah, there's probably like thirty to forty four can packs left, which is not that. I, there's probably thirty, which is not that much. Yeah, they, they but get so out of that maybe season. this will be the start. The start of more the chart. Maybe this, <laughs> maybe this will be the start of more regular, of uh, more regular shipping though, because I know they're getting them down in uh, uh, Southern California now as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're kind of testing the waters and seeing what to do. And um, the can that I had, the fact that it's in a can, I think, is going to keep it a lot fresher. And mm-hmm. uh, the can that I had the other day was much better than the one that I had randomly from someone's fridge in Kansas over yeah. over last summer. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm excited that I'm excited that maybe we'll get some more. So yeah, this episode was brought to you by Bell's brewery in well near Kalamazoo, Michigan, but it's actually, I think it's like, um, crutch, Michigan, crotch, Michigan. I was going to say from sunny Kalamazoo, Comstock, Michigan, very, very close to Kalamazoo. On western in the western side of Michigan. Thank you, Bells. You make delicious beer. And if you'd like to actually be a real sponsor of our podcast, um, just message us on Twitter. Message us on Twitter. Get in we're, touch. we're at PLGM Podcast on Twitter. Um, and if you liked uh, us or me mostly insulting your favorite tv show <laughs> go and rate us on itunes and give us five yeah, stars yeah you can rate us on itunes um i'm sure lots of people will hear this episode probably more than normal so if you enjoyed this and you go back and listen to some more of our recaps uh love it for you to give us some star ratings interview on itunes helps us reach more people uh so we can tell everyone how disappointed we are with season seven. Yeah, you should go back and find episodes where we actually liked the TV show. I think the first the first few episodes of this season, we were, I know I was very yeah. complimentary. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now we've reached a point uh, where the there's no more show to talk about. So uh, who knows what's going to happen? This is, this is going to be the next couple of weeks. We're going to sort of just figure out what to talk about. Well, next week I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen on Tuesday. Oh. So we could talk on Wednesday or we could take a week off. Eh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. We could talk about Bruce Springsteen. We, we could. I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Well, thank you for hanging in there with us and hanging in there for this season. <laughs> Definitely let us know what you thought of the episode. Um, and I guess... Until next time, spail up forever, bitches. I know what you're keeping